Procrastinating, a term most often used by the millennial generation, is a method of putting something off, delaying, or postponing something by taking part in the act of baking. Welcome to Procrastibaking, a place to talk about our baking obsessions and avoid doing everything else. Coming to you from Southern California, I'm Louisa. And from Eastern North Carolina, I'm Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. I have some baking-related personal life updates to tell you. The first one, yeah, is that I went to Lodge again today for... (gasps) brunch with some friends (laughs) I did I always think of you now when I go although it's funny they this is not even food related but they installed like a new parking system in that little shopping center and it's kind of creepy like you co you you park and then you have to use like an app to register like your license plate um but somehow like the parking system like the structure knows like when you come and go because it can time yeah I guess they have like a sensor or cameras that like scan your license plate so it was funny I was meeting up with a couple friends who haven't been there since they implemented the new system and everybody was like this is so creepy like why do they need to know exactly what time we leave you know we come and leave if the old system worked fine like you would get a ticket validating and then you could just like scan that I don't know I feel Mm -hmm. like that didn't need a like a like an app or anything. It was nice. just kind of creepy. So, but after we got past that, it was really nice. <laughs> um, today I tried something new. They have like a lot of different toasts with toppings. And today I got their ricotta and jam toast. And that was really yummy. It was like heavy on the ricotta, which I liked. That sounds good. And yeah, it was really good. And it was funny because I met, um, I met my friend's, Suzanne and Caitlin there and Caitlin brought her new baby which was really sweet and Caitlin was eyeing the the sourdough cinnamon roll which I can't remember if we got that when you came or not I don't think so but I don't know if you've seen it on their social media it is gigantic it's like an entire I have loaf seen size. it it's huge yeah it's huge and she was looking at it and then she like called me over and whispered she was like hey I kind of want that but they're going to slice it, right? Like they make smaller size portions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no girl, you order that. That's like the whole thing that they give you. And she was like, oh, well then absolutely not. That's <laughs> enough <laughs> cinnamon roll. <laughs> it's it's truly too much cinnamon roll. Um, but I think she ended up getting the morning bun. And then uh, Suzanne tried the chai tea with me. I actually forgot to ask her if she liked it. I hope she did. Um, <laughs> And Claudia got the chocolate chip cookie, which I think was salted too. So, and everything was, I mean, everything looked good. Everything I had was good. So it was fun. Um, What else? Oh, you know what I remade? It was the, um, this was to bring to Caitlin's house because um, I went yesterday and I made the, the bourbon sables from 100 cookies. Mm, yeah. Had, like, the chocolate in it. They're like, they like never let me down. They're like, 
I remember last time I made these, it was for a care package and I ended up eating the majority <laughs> of the ones I was going to send. So then I had to remake another batch. <laughs> I remember that story. They're so good. So I don't know. I have not tried them yet. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, I don't think we've, I've heard you say that you have had them, but I think you would really like them. Um, I think so too. Yeah, that's one to bookmark. And, oh, this was cute. Claudia made a mug cake with me um, because it was her abuelo's birthday a few days ago. And she, she just loves like birthdays in general. Like she wants to celebrate with a cake or some kind of treat, even if it's not her birthday. And so um, our friends, Alex and Maki had gotten her like a little they got her like a cute little baking set for her birthday, but they also got her like a, a cake mix. And so we used that to make the mug cake and it was really fun. Oh, um, fun. Yeah. The, her baking adventures continue. Did it have sprinkles? So it didn't come with sprinkles, but we had to add sprinkles because <laughs> she needs sprinkles on everything. So, and she, again, did like the 50%, I'm going to eat these 50%. On the, on the <laughs> that's cute and that is all those are all my updates I feel like I talked for a million years okay so what is going on with you I don't know that I have made anything that's not for the podcast um I'm trying to think if I took anything extra to work you're still recovering from that extravaganza (laughs) apparently although I'm considering doing another one I want to do a mystery box because I have so many random cookie doughs and stuff in my freezer. Um, so I just want to bake it all up and sell them as the bake sale boxes. But just, you know, you get what you get. <laughs> it's a surprise. Yeah. And maybe do the, the next batch of cinnamon rolls in there too. And that's cute. I think I'm going to do that for next month. That's really cute. I like mystery. I feel things. like that's popular. <laughs> like people like to get, be surprised. So as long as it's a good surprise, <laughs> it's it a thing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds super cute. It is the mission of each true knight, her duty, nay, her privilege, to dream the impossible dream of finding the perfect cinnamon roll recipe. And we know if we'll only be true to this glorious quest that our taste buds will be rewarded with sweet success. Today, we tried our hand at Sally's Baking Recipe Spin on these much-loved sweet rolls. Rachel, tell us how it went for you. I liked this one better than the Sarah Kiefer because it was a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. And not not dramatically different results. I mean, it was still a quality cinnamon roll. I think, though, Brave Tart is my favorite still. But for something quicker, this would be a good go-to recipe. Um, I agree. I pretty much have the same opinion you do. I think Brave Tart is still my number one. But I like that these were only one rise. Um, I liked that they were just quick, like you said. I actually, I had Raul try this one and, and compare it to the one we did before, the Sarah Kiefer one. He actually preferred the Sarah Kiefer one because he liked the fluffy texture. Like that really Mm. stood out to him. But I just don't think, I mean, I thought hers were good, but I just don't think they are logistically possible for like 
everyday life. They just take so much time. So I agree. I think these would be totally fine. Like you have guests coming over, you want to whip up something quick for the the breakfast the next day. But if I have some extra time and want to impress, I guess I would do the brave tart. Oh, I did want to tell you, I messed these up slightly. Um, (laughs) I don't think it affected them too much, but I rolled them in the wrong direction. You know, normally, like I think it said to roll the short side towards you and I rolled the long side towards me. That's funny. I have not done that, but I dread the day I do. (laughs) (laughs) They were tall instead of wide. Um, they, They didn't dry out though. Like I was worried they'd be really dry or underdone and they weren't. So when it came time to ice them, like I just put icing everywhere so that when people scooped it out, it would like fall sideways and they would have no idea. Uh, that wasn't my goal. <laughs> That's funny. It's okay. Giant cinnamon rolls sound good too. <laughs> I'm glad they, you know, that was a fun experiment because I've always kind of wondered what would happen if you did cut them the other way. Yeah, they're very tall. <laughs> and you can't really undo it because if you roll them back out, like the cinnamon's on the side that touches the counter. So you just yeah. kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So you got fewer then, right? Because they were fewer. No, I really got, tall. M- I got more really tall ones. <laughs> oh, you got more. Because I rolled it the long, it, they were longer. Oh, okay. I don't know. It probably wasn't more actually. I think it was right. I mean, it might've been like one more. Because your rectangle dough was now I'm like overthinking it. We could, I think it was like 14 by 19, I think. So I had 19 okay. inches of dough instead of 14 inches of dough. I see. Well, I'm glad they weren't. I mean, it was a fun Rachel twist to them, but it still tasted <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, they tasted good. They were not underdone and they were not dry. So I think it was okay. Yeah. season, we are reviving our Procrastinating Book Club and would love for you to read and bake along with us. This season's cookbook selection is Midwest Made by Shona Stever. Let's share what our cookbook selections were for this episode. Okay, so I made the only banana bread you'll ever need, which the title set the bar pretty high, right? Right. (laughs) But I loved it. It was perfect. I truly do think this is the best banana bread I've ever had. Wow. Um, it was so good. It was just like everything you need in banana bread. Um, like all the flavors were really nicely balanced. It even tasted good when it wasn't warm, which I think is like really important. I feel like, I mean, you know, a lot of things taste good, like right out of the oven, but then you leave it for a few hours or the next day and it becomes just kind of meh. But this was mm. just good every time I had a slice and it was super moist. Um, She has like this cute little trick, which is so simple, but it made such a nice effect in terms of the aesthetic was to use white sugar and just wet it a little bit with water and just kind of like crunch it in between your fingers to, to sprinkle on top. Um, Mm. And that made it look really nice on top. And it was really pretty. Oh, thanks. Um, I like that it doesn't have nuts. I don't like nuts in my banana bread. I actually don't mm. like nuts in a lot of things I'm discovering. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I like that I didn't have to 
worry about, I mean, it's easy to omit, but I just like not even having it on the table. So yeah, this is my go-to. Nice. I will have to try that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you made something that I've made before. So I'm excited to hear what you thought of it. Um, yeah, I made the ginger molasses softies and I think they should be called molasses ginger softies because to me, the molasses <laughs> was the stronger flavor. <laughs> Got it. Um, like it wasn't bad. It just, it was like a hint of ginger with molasses. I think if I made them again, because I really liked the ginger, I would bump that up a little bit. Um, yeah. but I really liked these. Um, and I split my batch and I added chopped dark chocolate to half. And those were really good. And those went first on the cookie plate. Like I put them all on the same plate and the chocolate ones disappeared first. Mm, that's a nice addition. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that you roll them in turbinado sugar. That was the holdup. Like I had these bookmarked for a while, but I didn't have turbinado sugar and I kept forgetting to buy it. So I finally bought the <laughs> turbinado sugar. And it, I really like that. Like they look pretty. They kind of look glisten a little bit, but also that, you know, like when you get it on a muffin top that like crunchy factor mm-hmm. when you first yeah. got into it. So I really like that. Terminado sugar is good, right? Like I had bought it. I had a lot in my pantry because I guess I had used it for something else we had made and I busted it out for the next thing that we're going to talk about the GBBO bake, but it's got like a nice flavor profile. So yes. Yeah. It's just the crystals are like a little, bigger so I feel like you have to take more care and making sure they like dissolve appropriately I don't even know what I'm trying to say but like when yeah you like drain... if it's a, if you're going in it instead of on top of it yeah yeah so cool I'm glad you liked it and know to add more ginger next time <laughs> yeah, so I'll make them again with a little more ginger but yeah they were they were a hit yeah This season, we are exploring bakes that were awarded handshakes on the Great British Bake Off. Today's handshake-worthy bake comes from Series 11, where Lottie was awarded a handshake for her masterful Florentines. Florentines are delicate, thin cookies, or biscuits, as Paul would say, and traditionally have an almond base. They have a nutty caramel flavor and look a little like lace. Okay, these were fun because this is like a very different than anything I've done. I don't know if you've mm. made before no um so here you go first you tell me about yours first so I made Florentine clusters <laughs> because on purpose no <laughs> <laughs> I learned the hard way I'm gonna make these again because the the flavor was on the spot um I pulled them out of the oven and, you know, they spread. So the instructions are like, you know, reshape them with the cookie cutter. And I didn't wait long enough. They were like super hot. And when I did the cutter, they like shredded into pieces. Oh. And then I'm like, well, screw that. I'm just going to make clusters like granola and, you know, pour my chocolate on top. And as I'm pouring the chocolate, they start to firm up. And I'm like, if I would have waited like 45 seconds, I could have shaped them mm -hmm. instead of shredding them. Yeah. So at that point, I was already pouring the chocolate on the shredded pieces, so it was too late. Um, but they were good like that. I mean, that would be a good, like, to fill, like, a Christmas tin or to be on yogurt or ice cream topping. Like, that would be really good. Um, I fell in love with the toasted almond flavor. I'm not a big almond fan, 
but I think it's the texture of the almonds. So like when they're the thin slices and they're like toasted, mm. I really like them. Um, but I tried to make Lara's version, which has raisins and pecans and she uses mixed peel, but I don't really like that. So I just left it out. Yeah. Um, so the comp- flavor combination was good. I just wish it, the recipe gave just a little more direction, like let cool slightly, but while they're still hot. Like I thought I had to like act super fast to get them shaped. So yeah, that didn't work. It is a little vague <laughs> about how immediate your action needs to be once yes. they come out of the oven. Okay. So I'm interested to hear that you use a different recipe because I was curious about what other ingredients you could use for these you know I had one of these at the German bakery and I feel like it had pistachios and cherries and then I had one a long time ago at a bakery that claims to be French I don't know if they are (laughs) or not um they've got quiche and they've got Florentines so you know Um, (laughs) and they had like different ones like different combinations of dried fruit and nuts like that was like a pistachio cherry, pecan coconut. So I think it's like whatever's left in the baking pantry, you like mix and match to make Florentines with um, <laughs> for the topping. That works. It's like everything but the kitchen sink Florentine style. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. So I, I saw your photos. So I know you had more success. I think so, but they were difficult. They were a little more technically difficult than I expected. It was funny because I I followed Lottie's recipe because when I can, I like to try to replicate the one that won just to see, you know, what the fuss is all about. But it was funny at the the top, it tells you like what level of skill you need. And it was so vague. It just said need skill. I was like, well, I have some skill. So (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it's enough skill. Um, (laughs) Mine, (laughs) I liked the mixture of flavor. So you mentioned pistachios and sour cherries and one that you had tried before. Mine had that. Um, it had coconut flakes. It had the sliced almonds and it had the candied ginger and mm. it called for muscovado. I think that's how you say it. Muscovado sugar, which I could not find anywhere. So I subbed turbinado sugar for that. And I think it was fine. Um, I read an article about like substitutes for muscovado sugar and I didn't have any of the substitutes, but then another article said I could sub that. And I was like, that's going to work. Um, like you said, the, the shaping was tricky. Like I, I formed them and put them in. And then when I took them out, I was like, they don't seem uniformly even like they were too bulky mm-hmm. in the middle. And we're like, on some of mine in the earlier batches, like they had spread and had burned a little bit on the edges. So the second time I put in a batch, I tried to flatten them out a little bit more. And I like immediately scooped them into or like pushed in the edges to make more of like a circular shape. But it was hard. It was hard to know if I was even doing it correctly because I've never even seen these made before Mm. (laughs) um but once they had like cooled and everything they had like that flat crunchy look to them um I actually liked the flavor of the cookies before putting the dark chocolate and then the Mm. decorative white chocolate on top I kind of feel like it didn't need the chocolate or maybe I could have done like 
chocolate chunks in there or something, you know, instead of having it. Yes. I almost feel like it was just too much competing at that time. But I I like the flavor of them. They're not something that I would make regularly, but they were fun to try just because it got me out of my comfort zone. I don't generally like like dried fruit or here we go again, yeah. nuts in the- <laughs> So it's not something I would gravitate towards. Um so I I like this one because it kind of pushed me to try something I would not normally do. They were fun. Yeah. And I, I think thought- they looked pretty. I thought they felt kind of fancy. Um, yeah good for something festive yeah for sure yeah I totally thought I was nailing these like as I'm pushing them out into the you know when you lay them on the pan and pressing them into the shape the first time and then I pulled them out of the oven and I just have like this tray full of Florentine and I'm like oh my gosh these have really spread so I was not expecting them Thank you for listening to this batch of procrastinating. We hope we provided some food for thought for your next procrastinating project. As always, the links and photos discussed in this episode can be found in our show notes. Procrastinate with us on Facebook and Instagram while you wait for our next episode to rise. We will release new episodes first and third Fridays on your favorite platform. Tune in to the next batch of procrastinating as we share part two of our Baking with Kids panel, give donuts another go, and share a beachy out and about. Until next time. Stay sweet. This has been Procrastinating. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a good review. You can also subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed directly from our website at ProcrastinatingPodcast.com. Also, feel free to follow us and give us your feedback on social media, on Instagram at, at ProcrastinatingPodcast, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash ProcrastinatingPodcast. Procrastinating is hosted and created by Rachel Rhodes and Luisa Gonzalez, produced and edited by Raul Ceballos, theme music by Alex Walker-Smith, and show artwork by Rob Demers. Thank you.